Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I need to figure out what to say during these, this beautiful but musicless animation. Maybe to pick an Umberto Eco quote. Those are popular on Facebook these days. Are they? Gosh, gosh, I'm such a boomer. I don't know, man. Good day to you, Colorado. Good evening, Europe. What the hell are you doing up this late Australia and China? Welcome to the show in which two Serbians talk about the Nuggets for an extensive period of time every week. Welcome to the Serbian Corner. My name is Miroslav Tjuk, a hardware engineer by day, a Nuggets diehard during the evenings, and truth be told, a big sleeper during the nights until the playoffs. And I'm currently an intermittent faster. Is that the word? What does that faster? mean? What is that? <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm eating for six hours and then I'm fasting for 18 hours, so... I'm a faster, I guess. <laughs> I'm calling from Pantrivo, Serbia, and I'm joined, as always, by Voja Medic calling from Nebraska, which is a birthplace of Kool-Aid, a place with lighthouses without the ocean, and a place where the largest mammoth fossil was dug at. at. What up, Voja? What up? It's also home of uh, birthplace of Marlon Brando. Let's go there. Oh, that's, that's cooler, the, actually. I'm going with the movies. I think Henry Fonda as well. So let's go. Two of the greats. Uh, how you guys doing? This is great. It's winter started, I guess, for real this time. It's it's negative degrees. Like heating's on. Finally, I saved some. I've saved some power power bills this last couple of months, but now it's it's heating up or co- cooling down. Deus, how are you doing, man? I'm doing good. Uh, I would say fall has started in Austin. It dipped below 80 degrees. Finally, um, <laughs> I'm ecstatic because I can wear beanies again. I'm very much a beanie guy. Um, so I'm just happy to be here, guys. Thank you for having me on. In case there's anybody that doesn't know who Deuce is, he is the only winner of the steps ever. Like it was like two and a half years ago, something uh, like that. Was I cool, was in the, the show. Was, the, was that the cooler run? Yeah, the, the refrigerator. Yes, yes, yeah. the, the Breck and Brew refrigerator. It's, it's, it's the bubble championship. That's right. <laughs> so I was. I was supposed to help him, like a helper from the side, and he didn't need any help. He just slammed through that show. So that was was super, super impressive. Uh, Your name is Connor Ducey. D-Line calls you Child Ucy. But among friends, you're, you know, just Deuce. So what else? Not much. I mean, first line on my resume, uh, Steps winner, and not even a joke. (laughs) I did call my dad immediately after because I knew he would be proud of me. So I did call him and let him know. 
but it, it was a little bit of a bubble championship. I think the DNVR guys mercifully made the questions a little easier and I hit it right at the sweet spot. So, uh, and actually the cooler, I hate to say is still in Denver with my parents, but I, my girlfriend and I just bought a house and they're driving it down soon. So nice. Soon I will be able to enjoy a Miller light or a Breck brew out of the cooler. Excellent. Awesome. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. This is episode number 34 of the Serbian Corner with recently established segments whose names will show you how a Serbian that has never been to Colorado and that would be me views the rectangle state on the Rocky Mountains. You can also expect some nuggets and general NBA trivia games and much, much more. Before we start, I need to ask Deuce, how much do you still follow Will Barton in Washington and does it surprise you he is playing the least minutes per game since he left Portland, for, for example, back in 2015. It it does not surprise me. I unfortunately haven't had the free time to watch too much NBA. Um, so I'm not sure the Wizards are an amazing appointment viewing, but I wish I could. I, uh, I, I assure you they are not. <laughs> I when, Whenever I see him on Instagram post a highlight, I make sure to retweet it. That's what I'll say. Nice. <laughs> I, I I do watch occasionally Wizards, especially like the last one against uh, the Mavericks because Monte's over there. Man, it's not. I don't. I I, I I I defended Will and everything. I watched that game and I was like, I do not miss this, not a little bit. <laughs> uh, his his like ball handling and stuff, okay. But man, there's some some of those like his patented shots and stuff he takes. I'm like, I don't know, man. It's, it's a little bit refreshing not seeing it every day. You, you'll uh, take wizards. KCP, wizards right? suck anyway. Just, I mean, he's yeah. not he's not the problem there at all. Like he's one of the solutions. His his body gave out. I mean, that's kind of I think, in my opinion, what it came down to. But yeah, it does, it does not surprise me we haven't seen the Will Barton Renaissance. I'll say that. Yeah. Okay, that's tough. Mon- that's Monte's tough. a starter, though. I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> but is uh, he doing? Is he doing well? It's fine. I mean, he's, he's what he's what he could have been. Like I think Adam asked me once. I think I was one of the first guests on uh, slots on DMR when I was on, and we're talking about Monte's contract. He was like, "Oh, do you think you could be a starter somewhere?" And I think I said like teams like Phoenix. Cause I don't know if that CP yet or it was like some things like that. So this is like a team that he has less. He's averaging less points and maybe assists are similar, but like less points and assists than last year when he was starting with the Nuggets. But because there he there's it's not a same type of it's not like a two main game type of thing like they're spreading it around more differently. But he's like the floor general style there too. So he's not he's not overshooting it. But like there's games he has six shots. There's games that he and then he scores like 19 points. So he's doing Monte things like this, you know, the regular stuff. Nice. Kind of sucks to see because I'm like I I saw the floater did they he did the thing of like weaving in and out and then he took that floater in the middle of the paint and that just shed one tear just like down my cheek. I missed that. <laughs> I might have a solution for you, but let's wait for that for oh a couple God. of minutes. Okay, first off, mile high positivity. It is a segment about what we were the most high or optimistic about last week. And to everybody's relief, I'm stopping with the getting high joke to start this segment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's never easy to start positive after a big loss. But I want to go to the highs before we get to the lows. And I've picked one positive thing for this week. And I'm sure you'll, you'll have some positives uh, to pick uh, too. 
But my one, first of all, let's take a look at the starting five. Before the season, we were hopeful that the Nuggets' core four will shape themselves into the, their best form, the one we remember from just before the Jamal's knee injury. We also thought that KCP would be a good fit, being a good uh, you know, on-ball defender and a reliable shooter. But if you would have told me that KCP would have a higher true shooting percentage than Nikola Jokic after 12 <laughs> games, I would have guessed Nikola is having a horrific start to the season. But actually, Nikola is at insane 67.5% true shooting, which, by the way, how is that possible? He's missing everything lately. I have no idea how is that possible. Well, everything in his terms are like two, three shots a game. <laughs> That's right. But Kenny P, Kenny P is at 68.2%. By the way, I wrote this number down before last night's game. Probably and higher, after right? last night game, no, it's actually stayed absolutely the same. Oh. So he actually had a very average, average performance last night. KCP did, and sixty-eight percent. He's like fifty-six percent on threes. He's made like nine threes out of fourteen this week. Insane. What? What? <laughs> okay, but that's shooting. Let's talk about the synergy of the Nuggets system and and Kenny being a smart player with. Extremely compatible Kenny, skills. Really? <laughs> I'm calling him Kenny like this it. time. This like time it. I'm calling him Kenny. <laughs> what is interesting, he's just eight among Nuggets rotation players in points per 36 minutes. He is also second to last in usage among, among the rotation guys, only above Christian Brown. And you know, Christian Brown is not really a rotation player yet. Before you guys give me your KCP impressions so far, Grade me these three things about him. Which is more rare? His skill set, his basketball IQ, or his willingness to play the right way? Whoever wants to start. Go on, Deuce, go for it. If you um, I would say IQ, I think. Um, just because I think his immediate transition into getting to the right spots uh, and finding the right shots in the Nuggets offense is very impressive. So that's my first reaction on, on the ranking of the three. What do you yeah, say? Man? I, I would probably agree. Let me see if like the other ones, the skill set isn't obviously it's not, that's, that's like, I, I think of, it's not, it's not rare at all. I think there are like, yeah, like exactly. That's what I mean. Like 40 just, players in the NBA yeah. with similar skill set. I mean, it's probably the the IQ because that kind of goes with because he's intelligent. Then he can also accept the role because they kind of go in hand in hand. I think so. I would say IQ too. Like I like the the, the usage thing is un, unsurprising, and I think it also goes hand in hand with the efficiency. Because if he was maybe if he was getting more of these like different role shots, like usage shots from the dribble and like making him create and do all of everything himself that would probably drop so like he's basically just maximizing his whatever he what, what he knows to do best like it's kind of maximized so that's pretty cool to see you know the reason i asked as i asked this is because i actually think it's that willingness that's really rare because i think that there are much more high iq nba players than we give them credit for and it's just 
that willingness that's stopping them from being really, really good flow players and really being uh, smart enough to, to, be, to be in a perfect role for the team and for them as well, but mostly for the team. So this is what really impresses me. We are talking about him for the first segment of this show and he is like not taking a lot of shots at all. He's not, you know, pushing the tempo. They have like 136 offensive rating if he is finishing the play, if he's shooting either a free throw or a, or a field goal. That's that's insanity. It's because all of those shots are really really good, and and it, yeah, of course he did he did make some really impressive shots, especially last night. Those like three consecutive threes. That was badass. Yep. The, the thing, uh, so what you said with not a lot of guys are willing, the thing is like, we, you know, we, we want to forget the business side of NBA. Sure, and it's, a, sure. it's hard to like, and that's the thing is that they're unsure when they get to a team, like if they're going to get the opportunity. With Denver, it's well known. And when he gets here, he realizes like, okay, there's going to be, don't worry about it. Like you'll get the shots. Like this is not, you're not going to just sit in the corner and wait, you know, grow roots until you get the ball. So I think that's the, the, the positive of the culture of Denver, just because it's a, uh, you, you have that constant, like that's, you know, Bruce Brown, I, every one of these guys that are coming in, like it wasn't hard for MPJ now this season to say like, okay, I'll, I'll do what you guys tell me and, and I'll still get 17, 18 a game because there's room for everyone because of Jokic, Jokic and Murray are like that. So, that's that's why I think it's like that's the tricky part of the willingness, is, is sometimes it's like you have to like just take two shots because that's your that's your livelihood. Plus, how do you feel about KCP as as a as an upgrade to to your favorite player, Will Barton? I th- I think, I mean, his athleticism, he's really durable. I felt leaving, you know, with Will, it just became a reliability and a consistency thing, which I felt like baseline at that position we just needed like athleticism effort on both ends and like play a role and so i think kcp far exceeds that um the really fun thing about him is Jokic hasn't gotten to play with a lot of guys that just have a quick release three um like even gary who is the same type of type of player kcp is like he had a kind of slower release whereas kcp you hit him in the corner like it's going up um, and he's not quite a movement shooter like a Joe Harris, but like it's it's not super far away from that. So it's really fun to see a shooter like KCP with the Nuggets. Obviously, he'll probably regress a little bit, but like yeah. <laughs> he's a he's a good shooter. He's a he's like a good to great shooter. Um, so I mean, I, I I think when you're talking positivity, where we are at with the last week, the first thing I thought was KCP because uh, he's been great. And the, the other thing I'll say too is like. He was a top 10 pick. There was a point with the Pistons where there was kind of a like, is he a guy? And so he's a role player that's totally bought into his role. But like, he's a talented dude. Like he has scored a lot of points in the NBA. He scored a lot of points in college. So it's like seeing him create a little bit, like he might have a little bit more creation than maybe he's given credit for. Um, I agree. I'm so excited about him with the Nuggets. I mean, it's just 10 out of 10 for me, 9 out of 10, like such a great fit. Yeah, you, yeah play, we, you played Georgia. You played Georgia highlights for someone like you would be shocked, like how much he was handling the ball and was not even not what he's doing in the Nuggets. Like this, he seems like he's like what you said, Joe Harris and Seth Curry, one of these guys, you run around and shoot and 
play defense. Like he was actually like with the ball in his hands a lot, a lot more. And now he's bought in. And that's why I think like it's a luxury because then he wants to do this, you know, basic thing and like, you know, fundamental rudimentary thing. And then, okay, now if we need to, like we saw in Indiana and Boston, oh, I can take over for a little bit, like not count on him to do 48 minutes, but just a little bit to like get us over the hump to like get back to Jokic or get back to Murray. So that's like really, you said, really good luxury. Yeah, and I think we can we can thank Washington as well because they they gave him a chance to do too much last season, <laughs> and so he worked on his on his uh, um, oh Jesus confidence, well, yeah, confidence. Uh, yeah <laughs> confidence. So now he he feels much better. Then he also lowered those. his stock too. <laughs> now his like <laughs> stock is rising when they saw like oh yeah he can he can be this guy again you know next to Jokic. So like Dallas would probably want him now like you know stuff like that. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what Dallas is doing, to be honest. But yeah, it's like we have the greatest player in the world. Let's 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 uh, bury him uh, under so much usage. Okay, Voya, what's your positivity for the week? The fact that Jokic didn't get a single technical. I'm still shocked. Like I was, I was, I was reading the the list of like all the technicals and then like KSPS two. I think from the, from the first couple weeks, the weird one. I was like, "Where's Yos? Okay, so Jokic didn't get one. I'm like, if he didn't get one against Pacers and yesterday against the Celtics, like, we might be over the hump in that area. Maybe he's just maybe he's still like getting back to the groove from the Eurobasket, unless so he's not fully in it to even care to get a technical. Maybe, but how he responded against the Pacers and he had the OKC game, like he was like the he had the FU mode in him, playing wise, but not in like." you know, looking at the refs or like commenting on him or like pointing. I was really impressed. Like, yes, yeah, so again, like I, I posted a clip with just first possession of the game. Grant Williams like fouled him blatantly. And it was just like, let go as a, you know, a, a, a physical game. And he didn't, you know, then it was just the, you know, he had fouls that were called on him and he just didn't react. And I was like, okay, are we, are we out of the woods? Like, can we do we, do we not have to worry about him? Like throwing a, throwing a tantrum. Uh, "Quote unquote tantrum when like the refs are against him because like does he is he resigned that they suck and so they'll never change them by yelling at them. I don't know. What do so you what do you think those about that? It it's a really good point that I hadn't really thought and I would say he's maybe been like a little moody and so for him to like you know maybe not be as fully engaged yeah. but like to not go at the refs it makes it almost more impre- impressed because there's a couple games where I'm like we're in ejection zone." Where it's yeah. like I see his attitude, like I see where he's at emotionally and see what's going on. I'm kind of like, we might be getting a, you know, early locker room visit. So I think it's a good point that although he's, I think, shown frustration at times with various things, it hasn't uh, resulted in him going at the refs or like, you know, doing the blatant hack foul in you know after after the ball is going the yeah. other way. So, so I think I, mean, I saw like you know. Uh, beat reporters and, and against the Pacers game, there are a lot of them from their end and just like neutral ones like, oh, this might be smelling like Jokic ejection in the third if they keep up with this like ticky tack stuff. And then he came out and you know scored a game winner. So I'm like that's that's a, for me like it looks like decent you know maturity improvement. Or just again or just resigned that like you can't change him. So just basically like he's in that mode. Remember we had modes of like when he blows his top and then there's like games where he goes I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to murder people like on the court. So hopefully yeah. he's he's always like in, in that like I'm going to just play mode like not I always past that like 
I want to yell at the refs. So hopefully that's the that's the case now. Yeah. I swear I'm not playing the devil's advocate, but I think he should have a bit of edge towards the refs based on the last two games. I mean, it's it might be anecdotal. It might be just complete recency bias. He had pretty bad whistle for the last two games. Before that, I don't remember, to be honest, that he had bad whistles before that. Well, so it's... Shitty teams. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. But or at least like, have... not centers, I guess, that they were given you know that they would consider like good defenders to let them get away with stuff i guess yeah if you have two games out of 12 with bad whistle is that too much i don't know might be too much i mean i did one quick note like the thing that pissed me off the most in the pacers game is i feel like it's a vet ref move when there's a couple players in the mix and the guy in foul trouble may have fouled him it's just a I feel like it's just a vet move to give it to the other guy and just be like, hey, fair play. Yeah, Gordon did give Aaron Gordon the foul instead of Jokic. Um, you know, just like an old head type of vibe. And it's not only were they quick to give Jokic soft fouls, but it's also like, just just give it to Gordon, dude. Just give it to MPJ. I was like, come on. Because the Bulls also foul on both of them. Yeah, what are we doing here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know it's annoying. I was, I, I said, like that's why, I'm, that's why it's my positivity because I would have exploded. Like, yes, especially like yesterday when you when that's that. And I was like, the funny thing is, like, I was the Grant Williams in a lot of situations when I was playing back home. I would play against centers that are you know six, you know six seven eight. Like it was a you know we were like a couple of years older guys. I was thinking it was a six nine guy, and it was one of those like I had to like badger him to the point where he just gave up and went to the three point line. But it was probably me fouling him a lot more doing the Grant Williams thing of just like leaning and like get away from me. And the ref wasn't going to call it because I was just a kid like trying my best like to, to like against this like giant next to me. So I, I was in that position, but I would hate it to be like the reverse of just like, come on, like stop hitting me like and you call it because this is affecting the game. Like, so I would have, you know, in, in his situation yesterday, especially I would have would have blown my lid again when you said it, especially in the ticky tack situations of like in Marcus smart flopping and all that stuff. Just, I don't know. So yeah, great, great, great job by him. Not getting technicals saved. So, you know, maybe he has a, maybe stinking also he has got bills to pay with the daughter now. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You got You got You got to think about that. <laughs> you know, when, when the, when your kid is getting older, the diapers became become more expensive, so you have to to, to calculate that as well. So yeah, and the reality okay. is probably safe for a horse. <laughs> Deuce, what was your high high note for this week? I, I think I hope this isn't boring, but just to zoom out, I think you know I kind of came into the season as after the preseason with maybe a little tempered expectation, like hey. We don't know how Murray's going to look. I don't know how MPJ is going to look. I know the bench is going to probably be bad. Uh, we have a ton of new pieces. Like, let me adjust my championship aspirations. And so I think with where the Nuggets are at right now, eight and four, um, which is a 54, 55 win pace, um, four and four on the road, which is solid and tough start to the year, eight on the road out of 12. Um, you know, 4-0 at home, and we really wanted to see them perform better at home this year than they did last year. I think we have to be – I mean, I'm very happy with the record and the fact, uh, specifically the Indiana and the at San Antonio game. Like, 
those are two games that are easy to just to lose, honestly. Um, and so to pull those out, pretty gutty wins. I'm really happy about. Um, so I just think high level. Uh, I think you have to feel pretty good about the Nuggets, even though we know that they can be a lot better and there's some concerning things that we've seen. Very happy that they're winning games and that they're off to a great start record-wise, um, you know, on pace to essentially be a 50-plus win team. And like I think we all hope at some point they, you know, put a run together and maybe look like a championship-type team and push them toward closer to 60 wins. So um, I think great start to the season. I, I, I like your point about them being uh, uh, away a lot this season. This is why I call this show Hit the Road Jack. Because they've been traveling this whole week. Yeah. And, you know, so 13 of 20, a... uh, the first 13, uh, 13 out of 20 games, like something like that is on the road or something. I think that was the number. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a you said eight out of 12, like it's probably in the next stretch, right? Because they go, they go home, they yeah. go at Bulls, they go home with the Knicks, and then they're on the road again for like three or four. Yeah, yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, they, they will not have two consecutive home games until December, which is, which is insanity. <laughs> Something, <laughs> like that. Something like yeah. that. Something like that. It's really, it's really <laughs> annoying. But what are you going to do? It's, it's worse for them than for us. So, what you gonna do? It, yeah, we, the, we have for, to go. Yeah, for us, I mean, the East Coast is not that like East Coast road trips aren't that bad. Like, I had the finished the game yesterday, like eight o'clock, eight thirty, like a nice evening. It wasn't like midnight by the time yeah. it was done. So at least like that viewing is is better. But I I agree, just like yeah, I was tempered a little bit too at the beginning of the season. And Indiana got you one, Santa like one of those they would have lost last year for sure. Like, just, I mean, just. And we always lose in San Antonio. We always yeah, and that and that too, exactly. And and this was yesterday. Even like, I came out more like I don't think that was a realistic score overall. I don't think it was. They were not dominating the entire game. Like that stretch, even like at the even in the second quarter when they kind of were like climbing back, there was some like stabilization after Brown like just still was torching. Uh, and then the third quarter when they were they came back down to two. It was a lot of like good lessons, but not not bleak. Like not like oh, we're so far away, we're not even close. Like we, they're so talented. They like they were with so many deficiencies in their game yesterday. They were still there to like fight. Like Bones wasn't playing. Like Bruce Brown had to like jack up like fourteen shots. I am. They came back. Like MPJ was kind of lost. Like I mean, there's a lot of like factors that can be. It's on a given day. Like it's changed. <laughs> And I, so I think that's a good that's a good positivity. Like I'm I'm with you. Like this wasn't like a bad week for 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 the Nuggets, in my opinion. I'm just bummed that that Bones is out again. It's already three mm. three games that's out. That's why I was. That's why I was. I mean, 12. again, that's why I was afraid when when they you know traded Monte. I was like, that's why I was still like for everyone was oh who cares like they whatever. are like, yeah, three I mean, point guards down now. They don't have Colin. They don't have Isha. They don't have Bones. What, what's so gets this? You, and, and then you, you trade also Barton leaves and he's the, he was the yeah. ball handler a lot. So you, that's right. We Colin wanted three D guys. We got Colin Gillespie would be all over all over Twitter right now if he was healthy. He'd be he'd be out there. Oh I'd yes, I I know, man. This the, I, I I had a I had a pre well not even pre it was before he got hurt. I had I said he's gonna. He's gonna be in the in the in significant minutes by the end of the season, and then he got hurt. And I was like, Tch. that was a tough one. That was a tough one because he's a villain. You are not- that would you know that would have worked like for for Denver. 
you are not forgotten, Colin. We we think of you, and Nuggets think of you as well. He <laughs> he is still on the two-way contract. Meeting a mountain lion at the front porch. This is our second segment. It is a segment where we speak about what scared us or made us the most pessimistic about. Before we get into the specifics of what was bad this week, let's first list all of the Nuggets' wins from this season. And I've made a little little presentation for that, just to help us be on the same page. So these are the eight wins by Nuggets this season. For some reason, number eight is not highlighted. I don't know why. It's just the number eight. Everything else uh -huh. is. So what do we see here as a really quality win out of these eight? The only real blowout was versus San Antonio at home when they were on the second night of the back-to-back -back and climbing on the hill. So that was a win by 25. They had the good win against Jazz by 16. The 10 and 3 Jazz. What? <laughs> <laughs> I've got Danny Inge. Danny Inge doesn't think. I will keep repeating it until they do. But guys, I've look at the, this. Jazz are the, the only team okay. with a winning record right now that Nuggets have won against. That's crazy. All the other teams are under 500 or really right. bad. Well, actually, they're all Except for the Lakers. The Lakers are really bad. They're the, the they're, the only, they're the only bad ones I, I maintained yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. yeah, but the Golden State, we thought it was a great win against the Golden it State. Is. And it was. I, it I was. still think it is. I think it is. Like, they're not... They're, their second unit's bad and all, but, like, they're still... We're, we're doing... You know, they're still Golden State at the beginning of the season, and they're, like, fresh and everything. That all this, Some of the issues weren't... I don't think they were, like, expressed as much in that game. Yet, I've got that as the best win personally. Yeah. Golden State, prime Still, time, yeah. prime time, start of the season. That was a high. That was a highly competitive game. Yeah. Uh, are we ranking them or like? Yeah, we, let's or? let's see let's see what would be the, the second. I, we agree on the Golden State, by the way. Is that the, the win, win against too. Utah, right? I'd say Utah by sixteen too, like because they've given. I mean, ten wins, like it's not insignificant. And they beat like Memphis twice. They're like they're, Memphis is really good, and they beat him. And it's I, I would say that's the second one. Okay, they're playing great. Utah's playing great because because it also wasn't close. Like it was just pretty in control the whole game, right? It makes the first loss look a lot better too. When we were all freaking out on that one. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> After that, I would move straight to the away win against San Antonio because first of all, it's never easy to win on the road. Second of all. Never easy to win in San Antonio, and especially never easy to win against Greg Popovich two times in a row. However, San Antonio is not super trying to win games, but that's true. Well, so OKC was both at home. One was uh, on the road. Yeah, one was on the road. I I'd say one of those yeah. like is is also like OKC also is not like they're giving some good teams issues. I think they beat Clippers twice. That should have been like much better. I mean, obviously, that game against Milwaukee wasn't—it was an insane game. Like Giannis wasn't playing, but that was still like double overtime with like all the other guys, and basically, like Javion Carter was playing Giannis, like with the number of points and stuff. I had, uh, yeah, I had that OKC number three as well, just because yeah. they also owned us last year. Yeah, that too. And the SGA is maybe the, like—I mean, he's incredible. 
I'm getting in the comments that OKC is bad. That I'm not that not, I'm... not that bad. Not that bad. They we'll they, play... they might they might become bad, but not now. Yeah, I've got I got at OKC and then at San Antonio. So I was like, I thought both those were two quality wins. Yeah. yeah. Well, in and the then, ranking, yeah, the one from the ones we have, yeah. Yeah, and then when you look at the other ones, like like versus the Lakers. Versus the OKC at home. I can't believe one of those wins is, is against the Nuggets for the Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> they won sucks. two in a row. That was the funny part. Like, remember, like, Lonnie Walker killed us. Then he, like, got the second game, too. And, and he also was playing well. Westbrook off the bench. They all got high and then just started losing again. It's so fun. I'm so excited. <laughs> okay. Okay. This was a fun experimental segment. Now we will ha- take a short break and then we'll return. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we are back. And boy, we are back with a completely new segment called Foul Take. So the NBA is fighting against Take Foul. FIBA is fighting against Take Foul. Everybody who has been watching the Eurobasket knows how many stupid take foul uh, calls were there. You were actually not allowed to foul in last minute of the game because every time the other team will get to to, uh, free throws and a possession. But this is different. This is foul take. I've asked our audience to give us a take that most people uh, will think it's uh, foul and we'll try to discuss it even if we feel it is disgusting. Okay, so first foul take comes from Jesse Hartman, who said, Denver needs to start pushing the pace more on offense in order to mitigate their poor half-court defense. What do we think about these guys? Who wants to start? I think, I mean, I think their transition defense needs to be better. I think I would, I I have felt that the Nuggets need to play faster for years. I, mm-hmm. I respect that they don't because their half-court offense is so good that I understand that they're going to create efficient offense without utilizing transition. But, but I think we have the personnel to be great in transition, and I would just like to see us use it a little bit more. My concern about getting into that too much is our transition defense has been bad. Yep, that's why I don't. That's why I wasn't sure about how, what he means. How do you mitigate if you push the pace more? Because then the other team will push the pace on you too. Like okay, like again, I'm going back to OKC. Like they're fascinating to me. They have they have their thing that what what you're saying like Nuggets should do too. They push the pace even when they 
concede a basket. And so many times they have this like basically transition points that probably don't count as transition because they already they conceded the basket and they just go. And so many times they catch the catch the guys off guard and like mismatches. That game against the Lakers, uh, when Jokic was just pushing, basically he was running past AD to set up the offense. That was what kind of like that mix of like it's not fully like just run and gun, but that's the faster pace like we could work with and just force the mismatches even before the the whole thing is set up. Like Bones, I mentioned last week with my positivity, the Bones at home could be like a home field advantage that he that he and Brown push the pace on second unit and. Don't let that second unit basically get like stale on on in half court offense and push that in like make people tired. So I it would be interesting. I mean I would want to also like Jokic's outlet passes are spectacular. We have athletes now they can finish uh, probably like with contact better than they've shown because there's not many opportunities. So like I think that would be a good one. I don't know if how that mitigates half court defense. But because if the other team gets to run on you, like, but either way, I, I wanted to play faster anyway. I agree. And Nuggets are really pushing the tempo as much as they can. As you said, you have those Jokic long, long passes that can start up, that can start up the, the fast break, even if you concede a basket. Thing is, Nuggets are right now 14th in the NBA in the number of fast break opportunities. And they are number one in their point per possession in, in fast breaks, which is awesome, which is just yeah. a testament of the kind of athletes they actually have right now. So uh, basically, I think they're already doing most of the stuff they can. Could they do something more, maybe with Bones, maybe, maybe with second unit trying to push the tempo with Bones? Maybe, maybe a bit. I also agree with with the part about the uh, poor half court defense. I don't think it has a lot of a lot to do with with the fast break offense. Next one, the homie Patrick Rasmussen. His foul take: momentum is king. Defensive rating is most greatly impacted by having a potent offense, which causes an opponent focus and energy expenditure to skew towards their own defense. Thus, harping on defense is less effective than messaging about focus and playing with urgency. Oh, that's, that's a good one. So basically, <laughs> offense is the best defense here, is the take, right? Yeah, but it's beautifully written, you have to no, say. No, no, no. It's just like, to, just to, you know, to, to summarize. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? I I'm not mad at it. I feel like, especially with how the Nuggets are built, we have to have a little bit of that mindset where our offense is going to be our most valuable asset. Um, you know, I do think, and his last sentence, I mean, I think the defense, Nuggets individually are never going to have the most the most talent defensively, but, you know, would like to see some more en- energy and physicality on and toughness on that end. What about you, Miroslav? I think it's a good strategy for the regular season. I think you can get away in a lot of games playing like high calorie offense, and especially especially when you're playing at home, when you have a team traveling to to Denver, they should use they should use. Uh, 
the 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 that advantage and uh, run the the other teams uh, off the court by by playing high calorie offense. I don't think this is this is the way Malone wants to do it, and that's important. So, but that is definitely not a super viable option for the for the playoffs. I think. You know what's the best defense? Defense. (laughs) 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 I think a focus. I mean, he said He said it well. Like focus. Like yesterday, it was MPJ wanders a little bit. Like you lose focus, you lose connection. Then you have to then you scramble trying to catch up with with like a few steps behind, and all of a sudden you get a you know open dunk or open three pointer. It, it's focused communication, which like I think that's one of the biggest over the years biggest deficiencies with the Nuggets is defensive communication, and I don't know how they fix that um, because I don't know how Gordon is out there, especially because he also like shuffles in and out a lot. If they had more of a traditional, like okay, like we're gonna have Mobley next to Jokic and he's or Green or uh, Draymond, and it's okay, he's gonna always have the same position and guard these guys and talk in the back, like that's that can work. Like Jokic isn't a talker, unfortunately, and it kind of it's, it is tough with, uh, with, you know, with English, you know, switching back and forth Serbian English, you know, Serbian English and some terms and stuff. Obviously, like it's his job, so he should you know should learn all the terminologies and things. It's just sometimes like people aren't, you know, yellers and like, you know, shouters. So, but I, it would be really cool, like, if Jokic can get that, you know, because he calls out, like, we've seen him in like Serbian national team just put, you know, put people in defensive positions, like, hey, you just stand there. It's going to happen there. I read this play. Like, the fact that he has such a good brain to read, um, to, to read the court, like, I think with him, like, yelling at guys and like distributing them around the defensive end, kind of think even increase, like, not not defensive lineups like to a better level. So that that's the focus in communication. I just that's that, that sh, that's where they should start because Deuce, you said it like individually they might not ever be like that, you know, that potent. But like overall, I think they could be decent. Yeah. yeah what you gonna do? What, one last thing before we move to to even goofier segments is uh, I want to to ask you about Michael Porter this week. Because he seems to be falling off a bit. I mean, it was very, very obvious against Boston and their great defense. They've put him into positions he didn't uh, really like. I have a personal story and why I will laugh because I did this like a couple of weeks ago with Jamal. Because I understand Jamal's getting back into shape because I'm doing (laughs) that well on my pickup (laughs) basketball. Now, I have a very similar problem as Michael Porter at my pickup basketball because sometimes I get caught on the offensive uh, possession and nobody's giving me the ball. And it's not because these guys don't like me because they know know me all their lives. It's because I'm not doing anything (laughs) on offense. This is why I'm not getting the ball. So I'm just hovering around the three-point line and expecting... uh, it's not that serious, but we we spoke a lot about Michael Porter being really better this season in a lot of different as, uh, aspects of, of offensive basketball at all, even, even some improvements on defense. But the thing is, we always say he's so talented that we can live with the fact that his shooting 
can make up for so many different deficiencies. And what happens when his shot stops, like like versus Boston, is you don't get a lot of lot from him. Is it just that, or do you think there's something more? Did did he look super healthy to you last night, for instance? Um, I think well, I think you made a great point because I think a lot of people will often say Malone needs to get MPJ involved more, and I think people are hesitant to like put that on the player a lot of times. But to me, I mean, I think with the second unit, we are seeing MPJ's creation weakness where it's like at the end of the day, he can't create for himself in a half court setting. Um, And that's a huge weakness. I mean, that's as far as him being an all-star caliber player, you're like, that's just not a reality. Uh, Right now he's a force multiplier shooter which is obviously the most important it's the most important skill set you can have in the nba so that's why it's kind of hard to evaluate him but i mean i think we're seeing his creation weakness and then as far as health goes i mean i would say you know i've always felt his rebounding was a little overrated to be honest um and i haven't necessarily seen him making a huge impact um on the boards or kind of go into the rim at all so i would say there's a little concern i think you know, I think as long as he's playing with Jokic uh, and healthy and shooting, he's going to be an asset for the Nuggets. But I would say second unit, you know, it's going to be interesting because I I think the Celtics game kind of just put on display his weaknesses. That's not going to be every night. Um, but I do think, like, that's clarity as to where he's at as a creator. Yeah, I that's the, the force multiplier is a great – Great term, and we saw yesterday with Bones not in the lineup, and I think another against the Lakers as well was kind of a similar situation in that second unit when uh, Bones or you know some secondary because Murray is not there yet too. Like because so I so basically when I say second unit and, and Bones isn't playing, like even if Murray's playing in that unit, it's a little bit tougher because uh, he's not. I mean he is getting assists and stuff, but he's not as is not there yet to like control the whole unit by himself and then set up MPJ, set up everyone. Uh, so yesterday we saw you no know, bones against Lakers as well. So MPJ, you get, you see that like, you know, stuff that he doesn't have uh, in him. And I don't know uh, health. I don't know. I, as far as rebounds, I really don't even want him to rebound defensively. I mean, yes, if he's like there and box out and stuff, but I rather want him to box out, eliminate his player from getting an offensive rebound. And then let Gordon or Jokic rebound, and then he can just leak out and get those transition shots. Because if he catches the ball, then someone has to go back and get it from him, and then just slows down the. You can slow down the offense. And offensively, I would want him to be have offensive rebounds. Like that's that's probably where his rebounding can be most impactful. And as far as health, I don't know. He might might have been just bummed out that he got stolen with a bunch of crap that he had, like a bunch of personal stuff that he had in the hotel room. Like, I mean, it is like. They're still humans. Like I'm think I'm trying to like put myself in his position. Like yes, they're professionals that have to play basketball and stuff. Like how do you not like get bummed out when like all your personal things are get stolen from a hotel room and then you're supposed to like just like fly out and play another game and like not think about it? And yes, like they you try to compartmentalize, but it's again there's some nine months of the year. Like do do we all just forget forget about everything when we go to work and and work like to 100 percent when something you know crappy happens at home like. So that's why I'm like I'll, I'll go even there, like just that he was he also was probably bummed out on top of everything else and playing in Celtics again, like I, is 
his worst, I think, worst game of his life is probably against the Celtics like a couple of years ago. Yeah, it's it's not an accident. They, they, yeah, they torture him. I mean, it's, it's mm. not acting. Yeah. I like the take that his rebounding might be a bit uh, uh, a bit overstated because there is a pretty obvious a small ball lineup with with uh, uh, Gordon and Porter at, at four and five, and we've never never seen that. Oh, I, I don't. I, I, do I don't not want to see it. Honestly, I want to like if that's the like a Jeff and Gordon. Is, yeah, but is my you, choice there. You've had I a great be a three there. You've had a great, a great uh, Aaron Gordon rebounding game, and if you add a great rebounder like MPJ to that, it just it it doesn't feel right. But we've never seen it. Maybe, maybe who who knows? That's maybe. a lot. Of, I think that's a lot of responsibility on defense. <laughs> at that, that's sure. for at least for me. Like my opinion is like that four is one of the more important positions in basketball and. If you know, if you have him with Gordon, then it's kind of I don't know, it's a little bit tricky there. Like, so I like Jeff to see him, and and you you know you talked about creating his own shot and, and like the, the, that experience. I saw a comment that basically said this three three out of five years he hasn't played and it's just playing time. Like there's a move that Jeff Green made against Tatum, like to draw his fourth foul, like that the move that MPG just wouldn't do. Yeah. couldn't do at this point and like because he needed to notice the angles the timing get the ball finishing contact dribble like all that stuff that just comes with experience um and, and just right now he's not there so i, I really want to avoid putting him in any positions there where he's completely out of out of it like yes he's the he's our he's our gentle giraffe so we gotta like take care of him because when he's on like he can go seven of seven for three and score like 20 plus in a quarter and 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 we're good and basically get those are like and then you just keep playing and destroy a team. So I, yeah, I think it's like a comp, you know kind of complicated mm-hmm. relationship with him and in our in our squad. Yeah, I one hundred percent like he needs minutes, and so it's like no disrespect to him. Like he needs the minutes both, and he's coming off injury, so obviously yeah. he's essentially a very young player still as yep. far as game experience goes. So obviously you know, giving him the grace of that is understood. But, you know, when I, when I'm talking about, I'm just kind of evaluating what I see as a player, mm-hmm. like right now. Yeah, you yeah. Know what I mean? Before we completely diverge into madness, Deuce, you said you had a, f- uh, a foul take. Yeah. Foul take. You want oh, to share man. with us? Well, we kind of touched on it and I was scared to, to say it, but I mean, it was just, it was a little narrative based. And I think I, <laughs> uh, Pretty much my Tatum is better than Jokic. Is that one? God no. God no. (laughs) Uh, It was pretty much just like people talk about MPJ like he is an all NBA or all star talent. And I just, I disagree. No, he's not. No. I think he's a super role player. Uh, And so that's it. But that, that role is everything in the NBA. And I think he is in literally the best place he could succeed. Um, so yeah, I think you, you're people... in a safe place here. All the comments saying we should trade him. So we're good. <laughs> <laughs> I've had I've had I've had like people from from home like at, you know mention me on Twitter, at me on Twitter, and be like we should trade him for Herbert Jones. Like that's how far <laughs> like some of the guys have gotten. So, um, but yeah, I, I wanted worry. to Don't trade him like for Halliburton like 15 months ago. You know, before the injuries. So, <laughs> what yeah, you gonna I mean, do? I'm an optimist, and so I am hoping that this core gets to where it needs to be um yeah that was that was my foul take uh, go on go on again you're, sa- okay. you're safe with that one here let's, let's go <laughs> madness 
Let's not now move into madness zone. Miroslav's conundrum in Comic Sans. Okay, stop me when I list a former nugget you would like to see on this season's roster for the upcoming playoffs. So let's say right at the trade deadline, this person gets bought out for some reason and Nuggets can just pick him up for minimum just to add him to the roster, to the existing roster. Okay, so let's start with some less less uh, uh, serious names. Tyler Lydon. Now, I like Where Tyler. Is he? Where is he, he? Is, he is my Facebook friend, so I really like him. The only reason why he's number one on this list is because he's no longer an active player. He's now okay. a coach. He has a he has a basketball camp, and this is why I don't think the Nuggets should uh, sign him at the yes. trade deadline. Let's no. move to number two. Option <laughs> number two. Emmanuel Moudier. Should we move on? or Just move on. We'll tell you the stuff. <laughs> no, co- no comment. What are we doing? No okay. <laughs> okay. It's getting warmer, though. Number three. Keita Bates Diop. We got enough defensive wings. I don't, I don't want him. No comment from not, me. Not even at the end of... Okay. Okay. No, no problem. No, we no got problem. it. Vlad, I got Vladko. It's fine. Let's go. Let's Trey go. Lyles. Trey Lyles. I don't, have you seen? Have you guys watched the Kings recently? I no. know you are. I, what? Is is he playing okay? Oh, he balled out the other day. Uh, I, he had like thirteen points or something like that in like first half. Just he made a buzzer beater. It was all over the place. I, I got to find it. It was like six. I think overall it might, might have over fifteen points in that game. I um, have a Trey Lyles take. Even his last season in Denver, where he was like objectively bad and shooting under thirty percent from three, he's a a basketball player that can do things like catch the ball, dribble the ball, shoot the ball, pass the ball, and like that's helpful for our bench unit that's been so unable to play basketball for two years. So I did have a take where I was like last year or maybe it was the year before I was like, this team is missing Trey Lyles. Yes. I know he can't shoot, but there's value in just being a skilled basketball yeah. player. It was the Cavs games from, from Wednesday. There was that 127, 120 Sacramento win. And he flipped that game. Like Cavs were getting, getting them. And I think it was in the third. It was a buzzer beater in the third. I think if four or seven for three, five or nine from the field, 16 points, one assist, one rebound. Like, yeah. Okay. But like that, 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 period when he was when he was like when he was playing it just looked like holy cow like he's <laughs> balling out i was so because i was like i mean i kind of liked him it was obviously not the the fact to trade donald mitchell for him but like uh he was he looked decent with Jokic. i mean he knew basketball he just i don't know what was like what devolved but like it's not bad now like he's not unplayable for the Kings. I, so. I think the, the, the main reason why nobody liked him in Denver is because he didn't play well next to Jokic. He made Jokic have like a, like a negative net trading or Wasn't something. Wasn't that Corey Craig? Like, uh, no, no, it was it was Trey Lyles as well. Huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's one of like three guys ever in the, on the Nuggets not to have a positive <laughs> net trading. In my head, there's those like passes the Jokic <laughs> has behind the back that Trey like floats up. Like that's why I'm but about for the bench man, like he just makes it like ironically, like he would, he's like more stable in that, like just a shooting, you know, sh- catch and shoot, and like just some of these moves that you you said, like he can make stuff happen. So like if we're going like 
we're going to substitute whatever, like someone at the bench and just have him for free. Like, I'd take him. Would you take him over, Jeff? Oh, hell no. no, no. Yeah, so then I, that's why I would say no. I'm going to no, still pass no, no. on Trey. I mean, it's to, would, would, would you, would you cut Vlatko to make plays for Trey Lance? Oh, you can't do no, you, but you can't do like, you can't do that to me. Like, there's Vlatko's a different <laughs> I know. Like, I wouldn't I cut know. Vlatko for anyone. So it's chemistry <laughs> too important. <laughs> okay, we have a couple of more names, but I'm really happy how Trey Lyles went. Yeah, because let's it's so early. I was so excited. Number five, it was so fun. Noah Vonley. Noah Vonley. Oh, no, thank you. Oh, yes. He's playing. He's still playing. As, instead of DJ, immediately. Like, immediately. You see? You see? I'm holding, I'm holding out for better. He shoots threes <laughs> now. <laughs> and he's a unit. He's a unit. <laughs> he's a unit. <laughs> he started, like, first games. Like, he's played in bead. I couldn't believe it. <sighs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, but I mean... No, I mean, for backups, immediately, I said, like, right away, if they could just... Switch him. Send a first-round pick with DeAndre Jordan. Get him out of here. You know, I should have put Geoffrey Laverne on this list, to be honest. I mean, I don't know Dude, if he's still active. Okay, so who is who? That's the thing is, like, who would you take, like, Jordan over right now? Like, that after, like, I was on his, on, oh, okay, like, you know, it's given time. He has some decent minutes and stuff. After the rebounding embarrassment, like, just yeah. Celtics, like, high-profile team, just, you know, Peyton Pritchard just owning you. It should just you retire, man. Like it's fine. It's a good legacy. Like everyone likes you. Like you don't, you know. I would just been done. Like I would have just walked off. Who was that? Like NFL player in Buffalo? They just walked off mid mid game and retired. Like that's that's what he should have done. <laughs> He's it not was good. really really He's bad. I mean, it. We feel better about our screaming tweets right after the Nuggets signed. DeAndre Jordan. I mean, it's not nice to be happy when you get to be right about your team being horrible, making a horrible decision. But we'll see. Maybe he was super high. Maybe he was just super high in Boston and he'll be better next time. I wouldn't bet my money on it, but who knows? Who knows? Let's let's try another guy. I'm waiting for Plumley. <laughs> Jamichael Green. No, let's move on. Next. No. Not not even for no. like he can 11, he can play 12. freely and he can play freely in Golden State. <laughs> You're right. I, left, You're I, left, right. I forgot I about that. I love most Nuggets and I like Jermichael as a person, but honestly, I left the two-year Jermichael Green experience like he's not good. Like I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm so out. There was a reason he wasn't playing that much yeah. in Clippers and yeah. Okay, number seven, Will Barton. Oh, 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 Absolutely. Vibes. For free? For free? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, no, I don't think. Uh, Will Barton would, I mean, he's just not good anymore. So I gotta say no. Yeah, that's fair. That's I'm I'm, I'm being sentimental. No, move on. <laughs> but I, I yeah, but I, said, I started the show saying I didn't miss like what I saw in the Wizards. So like no. But would you would you replace Davon Reed with Will Barton? Like well, a safety blanket. He's not a playoff rotation though. But yeah, I guess. I would. Yeah, that's that that yeah, part. I yes. Would. Then yeah, then yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, in theory. Okay. And last name, Monte Morris. Where's Plumley on this list? Yeah, like I, I was just waiting. To, I was ready to go crazy for Mason Plumley. That's that's who we need. That's the one we want. <laughs> that's the one we want back, man. Yeah, we he, forgive he, you. We forgive honestly, you, the Lakers. <laughs> honestly, honestly, Plumley would be number nine on this list if it was 
that long. I wanted to end with Ponte Morris because I don't want, in front of Voya, I don't want to call any any other former Nugget uh, a better player than Ponte Morris. So Moya that's the only reason I true. didn't put this I, I think Bones is better than Monte. Voya, don't get mad at that. No, you're fine. But you can Bones and Monte together bench. That's what I want. That's what I want. Fish. I didn't want. I want. I didn't want to trade Bones. Yeah. To to Frisch Smith, like I was. I was just wanting to keep <laughs> both of them. Like. I would love Monte. Yeah, back. he's he's probably he's better. Like I mean, that's a he's even this year. Like what he what he brings to the second unit is different than Monte. Monte is like that's why Monte was good with Plumlee and stuff. He had the they had the structure when when they were the second seed like it was was a tory craig was easily was in and, in and out juancho mason like just a bunch of players that, that know the roles and didn't know what to do so like monte was a good floor general like of course if you put monte with like deandre jordan and like you know yeah i mean last year too we saw that i don't want to reiterate but yeah i would yes monte immediately if, instead of yeah. ish smith like big time yeah so when we talk about mason plumley if the Nuggets would still have him instead of DeAndre Jordan, they would have like the number one. Oh, they wouldn't lose now. They wouldn't lose the game. <laughs> they wouldn't lose no game. games lost. It's, well, because again, if you have all this foul trouble, he comes in like he was doing. Like I, I, it's still like it's hard to forget that three. And it's every time I want to like say good things about Mason Plumlee, like that pops in my head, and I get sad and don't want to talk nice about him anymore. But he he knew what how to do like serviceable like Jokic substitute minutes like you that was yeah. a, that's why the Nuggets were so good like that's why they were kept winning because Jokic was averaging like what 17 18 then he wasn't MVP Jokic and they were still destroying people that's yeah. I mean it's just funny how sports work like we all wanted Mason gone everybody was sick of Mason but it's like man he would be so good for the Nuggets the last well, I would have kept him even after that bubble just as long as he wasn't costing like what he got three years 21 like yeah, that was, that was four, I think. Yeah. That was a crazy yeah. contract. That was crazy. freaking Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Detroit robbed us that summer. They that summer was, they, so we had a couple of comments that like they were asked there was they thought about like the Grant or Manimal are gonna show up on the list. Like I don't screw Jeremy Grant, <laughs> like he hurt us. <laughs> <laughs> and well they also said actually get Boogie back. Like and that's also another one is like obvious and people were in yesterday when DeAndre was trending because of the Pritchard thing. Like, everyone was like, why is not Boogie back? Like, a, it's like, we don't know the insides. Like, he might not want to be back on the Nuggets. It's not, it's not that great to be Jokic's replacement. Like, everyone trashes you and wants Jokic back on the court, and you only play, like, 10 minutes a game, maybe. We have this comment from Logira. I was waiting for Grant or Manimal. Yeah. And Manimal, I don't know if you saw that, but he just signed a G League contract. So he's returning... Returning nice. to 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 semi pro, I guess, basketball after some time. So nice. I got I got I got to get get a look at Grand Rapids. I don't know if you guys said like saw some highlights because I follow their Twitter and there was like Jack White and Peyton Water just dunking on people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think uh, I think Jameer Nelson could still work the pick and roll with Jokic. If it's not Monta, let's get him. I was yeah. I thought maybe he was going to be on the list. Let's I think I think Jameer could still get buckets with Jokic. With yeah, I, I was I was concentrating on the guys that can still actually play professional <laughs> basketball. Come on, guys! Come on, guys! Okay, Deuce, do you have anything else you want to take off of your chest before we leave? Um, I just you know 
I love your guys' perspective of the game. Um, it's so great to have have you guys on a weekly show. So I just was really excited to come on. So I'm appreciative. And, you know, it would have been great to get that win last night. But I feel good with where the Nuggets are at. It's, you know, it wasn't all going to come together immediately. So I think it's just going to be, you know, some ups and downs, but a fun, a fun season. Yeah, agreed. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you very much. I, I like the way the, the, the shows are now ending. You see, why it's... Yeah, I was going to say, like, are you bringing, bringing guests just so they can say you're good? Like, what's You have to invest, Voya, in order to get something in return. So that's, sure. that's the way we do it here. Okay, before we let you enjoy this Saturday, it is Saturday, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, please consider subscribing to the DNVR Sports YouTube channel and giving a thumbs up on the YouTube video. Or give a five-star review for the DNVR Nuggets podcast on iTunes. It will help the channel grow even further. For all the true fanatics that stuck with us all the way to this sentence, thank you for being awesome and go Nuggets. Either one, Nuggets.